0: As you've heard here on The Shift, we've talked about all of the AI things from all of the AI angles that are happening everywhere. My favorite of all of them was post-coronation, all of the photos that were generated of the after party at Buckingham Palace with uh, Kate DJing and Will dancing and King Charles playing the guitar dressed up like Prince with a perfect purple suit. Uh, They were beautiful, but they weren't real and they were cool to see, but they weren't real and we are seeing this again and again it slides by there are people who are being created that aren't even real and here to talk uh, with us about that from uh, all kinds of different angles Maura Grossman University of Waterloo um, School of Computer Science and all things law hi Maura thank you for being here
1: nice to be here thank you for having me
0: so I I don't know like how, how do you want to start with this because I mean this is A mile wide, we can go at it like a bulldozer, or we can go at it like a needle because it goes both ways. So I think I would just like to invite you to decide that um, because this is a tsunami of stuff.
1: So we're moving into a world where you, I, judges, juries are not going to be able to tell what is real evidence and what is fake evidence. Uh-huh. um as this generative ai technology gets better making that distinction is going to become harder and harder and harder and i i think that's going to have profound implications we can start with the justice system but then we can talk about politics and and fraud and and everywhere else um, but that's the world we're moving into. The technology is ready good enough that most humans can't uh, tell an AI deep fake from a real photograph. And as a matter of fact, they tend to f- find the fake photographs more trustworthy.
0: I've been on the radio for 27 years. There is enough audio of me in this world that anybody could use my voice to write a book if they wanted to. It concerns me because if you look at political leaders, uh, you know, if you look at the three biggies in Canada, jugmeet Singh, Pierre Polyev, Justin Trudeau, there is so much audio of those people in this world. If somebody wanted to make a phone call to their spouses and say, hey, it's me, can you meet me at the corner store at 7.30, I forgot my wallet. They could make that phone call happen and it would sound just like their husband um and they would show up there to bring the wall or whatever it is right and that is as simple life stuff that's not even the complicated super fraud super evidence and then some nefarious intention of course with what might be happening there um this is this is wild you could do hey i'll get the kids from daycare today and then so the other partner doesn't show up at daycare all of a sudden where does the kid go like those are very simple life tasks that translate into incredibly nefarious intention. So if we just look at it from, can you get milk from the corner store? It's scary, Maura, not even in politics and in evidence as you speak of.
1: So take it one step further. Uh, Uh-oh, that's you make not good. <laughs> a, You make a, um, somebody takes your voice. Again, you don't need much of it these days. And they make a uh, an audio tape and they call a family member and they say um, you were caught driving while intoxicated. You're in mm-hmm. jail. you need, I, I, you know, it's you, your voice saying I need money for a lawyer. Can you wire uh, $20,000 from your bank account to whatever? And your f- yeah. member does it. And because I know uh, for one of my bank accounts right now, I give, uh, you know, if I send an email instruction, I still have to call them and give my voice. But what's the point of that at this point? Anybody can take my voice. I also like you. I'm, I am do a lot of uh, media teaching webinars, all kinds of mm-hmm. anybody can find my voice and make a recording saying, yes, that was me telling you to withdraw 20 grand or whatever.
0: OK, since we're piling on the, the scary of this right now, let's add in today's um, incredible pendulum of left wing, right wing, cancel culture, um, ideology, all of those pieces of the puzzle. So now we have this social habit of, oh, well, that person's a scumbag, cancel them. And so now we have this instant flippant reaction in society to react a certain way as well. So that ends careers, everything. Um I think what we're proving here is that there is it is inescapable for anybody. If somebody thinks, "Nah, I'm nobody. They won't come after me." It you're basically playing bingo and nobody can escape this inevitably.
1: No, and and somebody can go onto one of these uh GPT tools and look you up and ask questions. Uh, there was a situation where I think they said some faculty member at some university uh, was a pedophile or something like that. And nobody knows why the technology did that. And who do you sue? And how do you, how do you what's a takedown notice in that context? Uh, we don't even know where it came from. So yeah, I suppose some of these, um, uh, you know, Vendors could get a order to, you know, fix the database or clean the data or something like that. But if you've ever tried to get something uh, taken off the internet, you, you start to learn at how incredibly difficult uh, it is to do that. There are people who have whole jobs where it is to change your online profile because somebody said something horrible about you once and then they flood your whole internet presence with all kinds of other stuff to make that other uh, the bad thing go to page 20 of Google instead of, Mm -hmm. you know, first 10 links. So it's going to be a new world. And, um, I think we need to take it seriously. And part of the problem is the, the better the, the ability to attack these tools gets the better the tools get. And it's this sort of arms race because part of uh, the technology involves learning to improve on on fakes. So they're like two algorithms that compete with each other and the one learning to, to create the fake learns to get around mistakes that that the other algorithm points out and says this is fake and sort of they're competing with each other and and that's how the uh, technology gets better so i don't see how we get around this you i suppose can require we can have a law that says if you're dealing with something that was created by uh an ai system it has to have a watermark uh yep. but that doesn't guarantee bad guys from putting a watermark there that doesn't force them to put watermarks and things
0: yeah it's like when you'd see on social media when somebody was promoting a product they were supposed to put an ad declaration inside that but there are so many people that don't do it product placement things whatever right like I mean if you're like and here's this wonderful shampoo then people will put it's an ad but if you just happen to be walking along and hey man grab my fancy brand backpack right and off they go and they make their ten thousand dollars it's incredible uh, when we do this. I, I, I'm brought to this particular story that there was a report um, that an actor died after surgery um, to look Korean. And it looks like this entire thing was manufactured. In fact, they, they reported on it. They say he wanted to look like a K-pop star and um, that he was a Canadian-Portuguese singer-actor. And then he wanted to get into the South Korean entertainment business, but he didn't look Korean because he wasn't. And so he started to get surgery. Then there was a story that said that they spent over two hundred thousand dollars in surgery and died getting it, and it was reported on, and everything is there, um, and it, it the flags are there because uh, it seems AI can't do hands very well yet. Right. But it turns out that this um, turns out that this entire story it wasn't even a fake story it was a fake person
1: that's true but then I have to there has to be a little blame that goes to the media I mean wouldn't you check that before you put it on your uh, I would agree yeah so, yeah. so but nobody how do you do that I feel to, like yeah
0: when people got kidnapped and they'd hold up the newspaper with the date and the headline on it I mean that old school thing right like of like proof of life um that's a real thing. We might have to do that today.
1: Yep. So it it appears this thing went sort of viral in the media without anybody really checking it. And as you said, there were some red, red flags. But although in some ways you might say, how's this different than if you created a social media site for somebody who didn't, you know, you create a Facebook page for somebody who doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Is this that much different?
0: Yeah, I would agree. It's not. I don't think it is. I don't think it's a whole lot different than TV people have a, a moniker. We did a thing about AI and um, different uh, pseudonyms and characters that singers will play. They'll be in multiple bands and they'll go by different names or they'll have a cartoon character that they sing to or whatever. And is that any different? And we use the example Bruno Mars, the singer. You know, that's not his name, yet we all know him as Bruno Mars. So it does come into that, that dance of... Well, what is real anyway? Does it matter if they're an entertainer? And and I would agree with you. Yes, there's accountability there. The only uh, on the part of the media, one hundred percent. The only catch is, is that if the media is going to have to slow every story down to confirm every story, so they don't get sued or vice versa, the internet's not, and it's going to proliferate like crazy and faster. And then these non-standard based reporting services are going to be able to report either real news or fake news faster and then who do you sue
1: well that's there's nobody to sue in in that case when uh, unless it's it's we get into defamation if i knowingly say something false about you um then you can you can sue me for doing that but if i make up a story about uh somebody who's had surgery what's the damages what you know you there's nobody to sue because there yeah. probably aren't any damages. And, and no- how are you gonna recover from somebody on the other half of the earth? Where, how are you gonna sue them in, in their court? Or are you gonna try to hail them into court here in Canada when they're living in Ethiopia or wherever they're living?
0: Uh, yeah, isn't that wild, eh? But I mean, like nobody can sue Stephen King because they believed a story about a guy who went crazy in a house in the middle of nowhere, right? Like, like you can't sue Stephen King about a fiction story, can't like, I don't think you can. So to your point.
1: Right. But I'm wondering, I bet you there are things you could say on your show or contests you could run that were dangerous where you would open yourself up because it was reasonably foreseeable. like if if you had said, you know sounds like a good idea to me to drink uh, bleach to you know, get mm-hmm. over or something. I suspect if a young person was listening to you, somebody could argue it was reasonable for you to foresee that somebody could, you know, follow your instructions. And so it really is going to depend on the circumstances.
0: Well, it does. And we just actually, what came to light for us again recently was the Tide Pod challenge, right? The people who faked eating Tide Pods and then a bunch of people did eat Tide Pods and that kind of thing, like faking it in order to make money. I mean, though that's somebody who knowingly fakes it and does that. I mean, there could be that accountability there. Uh, I know you lawyers use fancier words than that, Uh, but the, um, but that could be, that sounds legit to me. But again, if it's a computer that's generating the thing and it's a computer that generates, I mean, does the guy who tells the computer, Hey, fake eating a Tide pod and make a video of it. I mean, does that guy still accountable the same way as the actor was who did it in the first place or influencer?
1: The, the law hasn't you know addressed any of this stuff, so we really don't know how it's going to go right now. At least, if Google, as a matter of fact, a, a Supreme Court case came out in the United States today that said uh, just because some website you know lets you see ISIS or or some other terrorist group that doesn't make Google or Twitter or somebody responsible. There's a law, at least in the United States, that says that that people like companies like Google and Twitter are not responsible for the content. Um, So who's going to be responsible for the content of, you know, what right now, if you go on like chat GPT, one of the, you know, play with one of these tools, there's a disclaimer that says, you know, this is not reliable, don't count on it, et cetera. So uh, I don't know who gets sued. If I know somebody put in a search uh, and and was told that uh, putting glass in baby formula was a good idea. But if there's a disclaimer, who knows? Because I know if you go check your coat and, right. and it says, the disclaimer says we're not responsible that's, See, that's, yeah, that's not That work. drives me.
0: That drives me wild, right? Because someone else can share it. The disclaimer doesn't make it any further past that. That's your watermark comment earlier. And what makes me mad about the internet on the Google or the Facebook i topic is if I'm a business owner and I, uh, you know, it's the Mora and Shane Law Company. We have our building downtown. And if someone spray paints a swastika on our wall outside, we as the business owner are responsible to take that down. Most cities have a bylaw about vandalism and graffiti and all those things and it's as the business owner it's our responsibility to take down that offensive inappropriate whatever other layers of law you want to put on it um, painting from our wall that's like saying Facebook is not responsible to take down the graffiti when someone else puts it up there that they don't own the building and that's what makes me mad about that because if you and I have our building we're responsible in real life but in this imaginary world of the internet they're not responsible to maintain their building.
1: Let well, me push back on that a little bit, Shane. Do you really want big tech making those decisions of what is okay? And yes, I agree with I, you. Uh, you. But know, I do well, want who is supposed to do that? And that make those decisions? And and
0: I agree, one hundred percent. I think you're right. Um, the only thing is, though, is they also willingly allow fake ads to run through without any sort of human filter, misleading scams, uh, people can uh, propagate and and re-perpetrate for actions through those portals too. So I guess I'm looking at the extreme case of, yes, if somebody has a belief system that I don't agree with, that I don't want some tech company deciding that you can't believe that, you are entitled to that, I agree. But this, I mean, these are known scams. We see them as soon as we see them, and yet they're paying for ads, they're showing up the they're showing up on my Instagram feed, and they are profiteering off it. That part I have a problem with.
1: Well, it's very interesting. When they started to train these AI tools, uh, they went to countries like Kenya, uh open AI Did it's known had a contract with these people in in Kenya who would spend the whole day uh, looking at at content that was either extraordinarily offensive or very violent, you know, sex with children, people getting their heads chopped off, and they would have to mark it, you know, offensive or toxic, so that uh the the system would know not not to provide that as an answer, but these people were being paid like a dollar or two a, an hour to do this, and ostensibly at least it's argued that they weren't given appropriate mental health services when they needed them, and this was you know very damaging to them at least I've read some stories uh about that. so it's also. It's 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 challenging because how do you how do you who does this then if, if the company's going to outsource it they're not going to outsource they ended up outsourcing it to uh minority populations which was a wrong thing to do it, it, it's almost as if well who cares they're in a third world you know we shouldn't care about them all that much but um it's these are really pesky problems and i do agree with you there's things like a Nazi swastika. and th- There are things that cross the line that I would have no problem with somebody saying this is unacceptable period. Uh, but there's other stuff that's really closer to the line um, mm-hmm. where, where reasonable people can disagree.
0: Okay. So yeah. Well, and, and that's, but that's the beauty of life where we can disagree and respect each other and still be friends. I mean, we need to figure that part again. Cause we seem to lose that in, um, I call that the, you know, that's, uh, we just, a thing last night here, actually, let me grab my note. Oh, uh, the, co- the, the comment was that we need to choose our information carefully to which I took exception to, because what was actually being said was we need to choose our information conveniently. And that's what a lot of people are doing are choosing their information conveniently. And so But let me ask you this. If we take an old story, fast forward into this world of AI that you're working in uh, with law and AI. So if we take a new version of the Charles Ponzi, right? So now we have a new version of Charles Ponzi. It's a scheme that steals money. And we have an AI character that someone's created. And they've created this profile that's all fake. And it's just to steal money. And we go publish that on Google or on the front page of the New York Times or on any of these places and they run ads or endorsements or whatever for this new AI Charles Ponzi person, should they be responsible, at least for damages, if the money gets stolen, where they're on the front page of the paper going, look at this great guy. He's amazing. To me, those businesses are still culpable there.
1: There is going to be some liability. So if you look at, um, there are a lot of celebrities who've uh, supported crypto. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them are starting to get sued for their statements of encouraging uh, people to invest in, in crypto.
0: So- yeah, and it, it, to your point, so- though, there's even so many different layers of what is what is well structured, respectable crypto, and what is not. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think wow. the
1: courts will untangle this over time. But right now, uh, these cases are just going to start moving into the courts, and and you know, the courts are going to struggle with with ha- how
0: to get this right. more, I really liked your comment earlier when you said it's like an arms race. Uh, this I actually I read a really great article that chips is the new arms race. The ability to have the high-power chips that run these things is the new arms race. So I like what you said about that. I really wanted to just reinforce that. How, do, how does it get there, though, in your world? I mean, you do law, you do AI – I mean, is it hard some days to open up that computer and read more? Because it's, I, I feel like you, you probably started with a nice little garden of problems that you were, you were sort of um, cultivating. Then, I mean, you are looking at hundreds and hundreds of acres of problems, and it seems to grow exponentially day over day, not even year over year right now. is that That must be hard for you guys.
1: Well, i actually find it exciting that's what i like i've been in tech <laughs> since oh i would say 2006 or 2007 and one of the things i love is that it's constantly changing but i'll tell you what my new year's resolution was this year please four off social media i said i was going to take one year off social media because i didn't think it was improving my mental health let's put it that way i mm. did not, uh, find that scrolling through Facebook, LinkedIn made me feel better, even though I would spend an hour or two. So now I spend my time, I read, uh, and I read on AI and all of this stuff. But uh, um, unless somebody direct messages me and then I'll answer their message, or if somebody tries to link with me, I'll answer. But I do not go onto social media anymore.
0: That's good advice. I, I just this morning woke up and realized that I wasted 45 minutes and I do it, I lie to myself, right? I do it under the disguise of looking for ideas for the show, and then I get distracted. Then I read an article or two, then I get distracted, right? And, you know, I'm I'm trying to live into it at least honestly and truly to realize that I don't know if it's serving me. We come up with a lot of ideas for the show there, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that it's serving me too. And, and I mean, if you're going to insulate yourself at all, I suppose against AI, that would be one way to start to insulate yourself, right?
1: Uh, we, it would help because um, uh, probably that's going to be more where you're going to see fake news than on a reputable site that you trust.
0: Unless they report about the actor who's Unless not really an actor. About the actor. <laughs> well, it's difficult because if you and I were getting together for a, a barbecue and I'm like, hey, Maura, how you been? Hey, did you see those amazing pictures of the uh, coronation after party at Buckingham Palace? then now you're trusting me and I have to be in integrity too as well. So we have to look at the people we're surrounded by.
1: Well, everybody, apparently tons of people believe the picture of the Pope in the puffer jacket. This white, beautiful uh, puffer jacket where he he was walking around uh, outside uh, the Vatican and whatever. And, and that all turned out to be fake. Although there there was the thing about the hand, I think one of his hands also... Might have been missing a finger or something like that
0: (laughs) could you imagine if three years ago Maura, this was the conversation like could you even have said like this is how wild this conversation would be like it's crazy
1: it is insane i I wouldn't have predicted this um six eight months ago i wouldn't have thought that this you know people are now seriously talking about what we call artificial general intelligence that ai that's going to be smarter than we are. And there are serious people, you know, a year ago, that was sort of science fiction. And now it's sort of moved into the mainstream thought about whether these tools will get that smart.
0: Want to know the craziest thing about all this? What's that? The idea of a commune from psychedelic era of the late 60s is not so crazy anymore, is it?
1: No. <laughs> No, unfortunately, not.
0: <laughs> we haven't come very far, really, is what that boils down to. Oh boy, absolutely fascinating, Maura, Thank you for. I feel like we could do this every week for an entire year and still not be done because it just it's endless, isn't it?
1: I I think it's going to change at a uh, rapid. I I just wrote an article about uh, generative AI in the court system, and you know I'm I have to modify it practically every day because what i've what i've said is not quite right or something has changed so we're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of disruption and change in the next year too.
0: Thank you for sharing your insight.
1: My pleasure.